0: Creeks and Creeks, a Dawson's Creek podcast, the show where four millennials who missed the boat 25 years ago take the dive for the first time. Join us as we experience the series with a fresh perspective week to week and see if our adolescent experiences match up with Dawson and the gang. My name is Cody.
1: I'm Stella. I'm Mallory.
2: And I am James. And this week we are talking about season one, episode six, Baby. This episode aired on February 24th, 1998. And in this episode, Capeside is abuzz with rumors of a teacher's indiscretion, rumors that could prove fateful for Pacey and Tamara. Pacey then takes it upon himself to go before a school board hearing to admit to personally fabricating the rumors to clear Tamara. Meanwhile, Joey and Jen get a life lesson when Bessie is aided by an unlikely source. Graham's Ryan, when she goes into labor and gives birth to her baby in Dawson's living room with Dawson videotaping the whole thing. This was written by Kevin Williamson and John Harmon Feldman, Feldman, excuse me, and it was directed by Steve Miner. And what an episode it was. I think I have like 35 audio clips, so (laughs) uh, we're not going to hear all of them today, but this was just full of all sorts of fun stuff. What did you guys think about your watch?
1: I really liked this episode. Um, thought it was really solid. Um, obviously there was like a lot <clears throat> of scenes, uh, and they all felt very quick. Um, but I kind of liked it. It felt like a good pacing, like just moved the story along. There was a lot happening and yeah, I felt, I felt
2: good about it. Yeah. I think this is the most scenes we've had in an episode so far. It yeah. was like, 33 30, or 35 scenes? Yeah. yeah it's it's mm-hmm. wild and you're right it felt like some of the scenes were just like okay here's three seconds of something happening and then we're gonna cut away so mm-hmm. it was it felt punchy um in a way that i don't think other episodes have felt to me but i enjoyed it i thought it was fun um got some good vampire world building mm. i'm excited mm-hmm. to share this with you have got some pretty compelling evidence um to To present, and I think everybody will be convinced at this point. There's no denying it after what you're about to hear in, in a few short minutes.
0: I'm just really I, looking oh. forward to hearing what that is because the Lord's Prayer, I mean, that sticks out to me as clear evidence that they were putting a, a, maybe like a shield of God's love around the house to keep them, <laughs> the vampires, away. Maybe, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, okay, let's talk about this really quick. Really quick, I, I want to go on for hours. I was so disappointed when we got to that scene, and uh, and Graham's has them do the Lord's Prayer as Bessie is giving birth. I was just uh, jaw on the floor, mm-hmm. confused that, um, after everything we've had with like Jen and her stance on religion and her, even what we see in this episode, to then have that, it just felt like so heavy-handed and just out of place.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely enjoyed this episode, except for I, I could have done without Graham's <laughs> pushing the religion on everyone. It was, that
0: was oh, did like y'all not know that this is a, a focus on the family <laughs> Christian <laughs> program?
2: That's what I'm starting to, starting to see here, I think.
3: It kind of also seemed like Dawson took a little bit of a backseat in this episode. He offered some advice, to, you know, lots of good advice, but he was kind of in the background- as far as like plot lines went.
0: Yeah. You know yeah. what I, I've been thinking about? Cause for me, this is probably my favorite episode so far this season. Really? And I, and Mal, I mean like it didn't even click with me yet <laughs> that it's probably because Dawson is in yeah. it the least. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, a good point. And
3: yeah. Another thing I noticed before we, it's kind of about the first scene, but, but I want to talk about it before we get into the first scene is that uh, I went back and looked at the beginning of each episode, the last, up to this episode, episode six, every single um, episode has started with Joey and Dawson watching something in his bedroom. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if that's going to continue or Definitely that's kind of like the end of like, what well, we'll get into the first scene of what happened in the first scene is like the end of like them watching something together. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it's, like, yeah. they use that as, like, a really good – it establishes all the plot points that they're going right. to hit in that episode. But it's, like, a really good way to introduce uh, just, like, the show. It's, like, every mm-hmm. cold open is going to be in the room, and it's going to be them, like, almost very uh, – there's there's no really – like, it's not – it's all on the nose. Like, yeah. we're going to talk yeah. exactly what this episode's going to be about. In and
2: way. interesting, you know, when when Mal kind of mentioned this to me, I, I thought about it, and it, every movie that they have watched in this cold open – generally has um some kind of import importance to the plot like you're saying like it's not just the what they're talking about or the way that they're setting up the scene but the movie itself will be referential to the plot of the episode did anybody catch what movie well, they were watching that's in why, the first scene
3: here? that's why i wonder if so they it's you can't really tell what they're watching all you see right. is the end it's so cut, i wonder yeah. i kind of wonder if that signifies something because in mm. the scene it's like the, it's kind of like who which one is he gonna pick? Is it the end of like Joey and his friendship where they get to like have these movie nights together or
4: interesting no, yeah. like, uh,
2: We'll have to track that moving forward. but so far we're hitting six for six with episodes
0: starting with a movie. So that's cool. I like that that's fun yeah taking a step back also from. I mean, we've talked at length about how problematic uh, the Tamara Pacey storyline is. So it's I don't really want to get into that any further. But (laughs) taking a step back and looking at all of the beats that these characters are hitting, I felt extremely satisfied by this episode on where things ended up with people, how relationships were built and then torn apart. And like without the specifics of what those relationships are, I, uh, I felt very satisfied from a character narrative arc. Yeah. I th- I thought mm-hmm. it was a great episode. Yeah.
2: It's true there was quite a bit of development here. Um does anybody have any thoughts before we actually jump in? Any more thoughts I should say before we jump in? I feel like it's good good time to transition into the scene by scene. Let's
1: dive yeah. in.
0: Sweet. Well, the teaser for Baby has Jen and Joey over at Dawson's for movie night. As the first film finishes, Joey and Jen express the awkwardness of it all. Joey is in vibing with Dawson and Jen, and Jen doesn't like encroaching on Dawson and Joey's ongoing movie night tradition. Jen drops some exposition tidbits in that her and Dawson have been slowing things down in their relationship, and Joey lets us know that Bessie's baby is due within the week. To settle the uncomfortable situation, both girls bail on movie night, leaving Dawson on his own.
1: I just thought it was funny, like, you see Joey and Dawson on the bed, and then like, okay, like, this is normal, and then all of a sudden you just see Jen just, like, awkwardly on the side. On the chair. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, why is, I mean, it's always like Joey and Dawson on the bed, but, like, if Jen's, like, the quote-unquote girlfriend, like, why isn't she on the
3: bed? I don't know. It was just funny made me laugh i kind of wonder if the next episode is going to be jen on the bed with dawson and them watching a mm. movie yeah
0: <laughs> not not only is jen not on the bed and sitting in a chair it also looks like the most uncomfortable chair oh, yeah. i've ever seen this show okay this episode specifically has two very uncomfortable chairs meant for jen and then another for bessie later mm-hmm. so i thematically we're looking at uncomfy chairs <laughs> weird weird yeah, yeah.
2: I, when that reveal happened and we, we pan over to Jen, I laughed so hard. I was just not expecting that in the least. And it felt so romantic, (laughs) so romantic. I mean, God, wouldn't you love to be the third wheel with your significant other and their weird platonic best friend who's also romantically interested in your significant other? Doesn't that sound like a fun time?
1: Yeah. I, I want to know why, like, was Dawson like wanting to just all of them to be closer together? Or, like, why not just do something separately with Jen? Right. Like, have a movie night with her.
3: He wants to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So. I mean,
2: remember in, I think it was episode <laughs> yeah. two or whatever when they were going to do the Travolta movie night thing and it was going to be uh, Jen and Joey and Dawson. So he's been pushing for this <laughs> for quite some time. At this point, it's been like months in Cape Side. And he's finally got it to work out. And it goes pretty spectacularly bad, I would say, for him.
0: This show uh, continues the sin over and over again of uh, <laughs> characters are clearly not communicating with one another no. until, like, an event is happening. So, like, why why wasn't any of this discussed before they even got to the house? It's not like they would right. keep this from each other. Like, no. there's already friction with all these relationships. It's like they were all silent for an entire day, went into this room, watched a movie with no one talking, and then went, wait a minute, this is weird.
3: (laughs) Yeah, also, like, Jen and Joey kind of bonded last episode, so it's like, what? Didn't they just become closer
2: <laughs> show just forgets i feel like yeah. this show just forgets the things that it establishes in previous episodes and is like well if we forgot nobody's nobody else is gonna remember anyway so fuck it let's they, just yeah. go forward
0: yeah they, they had that going for them though with episodic tv back then yeah. you know like they're they're kind of banking that this this will probably be the first episode of the show that someone's right. gonna see you know um just like our listeners this might be your first episode too Welcome. hi listeners uh uh rate and review and subscribe and um <laughs> Uh, Also, I think it's it's really important to note in this that Kevin Williamson once again is just squeezing himself in and he puts a scream poster up.
2: Oh, yeah. I hadn't ever noticed that before this episode. Has that poster always been above his bed? I know there's the uh, I know what you did last summer poster in his room, but I'd never saw the scream poster right above his
0: bed. Anyway, scream is new. Mm. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Well, after the intro, we uh, head out to Bessie Bodie Joey house and Bessie is chowing down on a big green popsicle (laughs) while complaining about the side effects of her pregnancy. Bodie assures her it'll all be over soon as the due date is on the horizon. Bessie and Joey trade some sass and Bodie drops a big old bomb that he's going to interview at a fancy French restaurant later that day.
3: This was so confusing to me, (laughs) that part, because... I could have sworn that they owned the ice house. Yeah. They like the way that they were in, in that, those previous scenes, it's like they ran the place. So is, is he getting a second job or is he, are they, do they both just work there and like manage it at the ice house and he's getting like a new job? Yeah. I also Very had confusing. similar questions. I was yeah. like, why
1: does he, why is he interviewing? I mean, maybe yeah. A second job. Cause they need more money or maybe right. it pays better, but right.
2: yeah. It was, yeah, I kind of always got the impression that they just worked there, that they didn't own the place, but that maybe, maybe like one of them is the floor manager and one is mm-hmm. like the head chef, but like they're, they're just, they just work there.
3: There's it's, so it's confusing because there's no one else like working there in those yeah. scenes, you know?
0: Yeah. that <laughs> That's why I assumed that they owned yeah. it. I was so confused Funny. and Bodhi's going for a different gig. There you go.
2: Um, I have a quick note on the intro credit. So I actually watched this episode on Hulu um, for, for one of my rewatches just mm-hmm. because it finally has been taken off Netflix as of the recording, uh, as of our recording date here. You can find it on Hulu and HBO now. On Hulu, however, this is something interesting. Remember way back one in episode one when we were talking about the intro song and how great it was to hear Paula Cole saying I don't want to wait? Yeah. On Hulu, in that during that time we had mentioned how there is an alternative theme song that was used at certain certain points in Dawson's Creek's history. It is what it, you will find on Hulu if what? you go and what? watch the episode. Oh, so that's so funny. I watched it with Hulu, and let me just say, that theme song sucks nuts, <laughs> and it does not fit the vibe of the intro credit whatsoever. It is. I actually capped it. I, I don't have the ability to play it right now because my sound pads are full. I will play it later for all of us to hear, and I'll drop it in when I'm editing the, uh, the clip right now so we can all hear it. doesn't match the, the the way they shot the intro cut so it's an interesting note if that's you're so watching weird. on hulu and it's you're like odd. this why is this the song well that's why they why didn't would get they do that they hulu must
3: not have got
0: they, the, yeah, they must not have gotten, paula it,
2: cole i guess i don't I, know. Guess. Oh, no, I
0: thought we talked about this
2: we did but
3: in yeah they brought it i think that song you're talking about was on all of the platforms mm-hmm. and for a while, then yeah, yeah for a while and then it was replaced by the original one again i just don't know why hulu so i yeah i don't know why Hulu yeah. hasn't that interesting um okay so going back to
1: uh the uh Bessie Bodie Joey house Mm -hmm. um the only other thing I thought was funny was um Bessie being so sassy with Joey about like how she could move out yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh okay (laughs) weirdo
2: so I agree and this is I think um this is, my first, this is where I'm going to enter my first piece of evidence here about the vampire oh, yes. plot. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about you know, the fact that vampires run Capeside and that there's all sorts of paranormal and supernatural entities, that Gramps, Ryan, is a vampire hunter, yes. um, and that potentially Grams is affiliated with this. So I'm just going to play this little audio clip, and then we'll talk about it afterwards really quick. Here we go. This
5: cannot last another week. It's inhumane. I don't sleep anymore. My legs are fat. My back is killing me. I feel like retching 23 hours a day. Do you know the average gestation period for the fruit bat is two months? Two months. That's fair. That's reasonable. Why can't I give birth to a fruit bat? Because we're about 80% sure you're human.
4: Oh, (laughs) my God.
2: All right. That's some
1: serious evidence. Okay,
2: so (laughs) here's what I'm thinking. Bessie has a vampire baby inside of her yeah potentially Bessie and Bodie are both vampires somehow joey is is scot free here, but she wants to give birth to a vamp- she wants to give birth to a fruit bat yeah right more <laughs> like a vampire bat am I right also eighty percent human so yeah what what a good scene so i this also this scene introduces um one of my there there are three th- things that I love about this episode. Uh, first all the vampire lore yes all right we've established that second town names oh my oh. god this episode is full of great town names first we have hyannis is the town that um that that oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. Bodie is interviewing at the for the french restaurant there's yes. another name later that i'll mention and then the third thing that i love about this episode is people's last names in cape side which i will point out at a couple <laughs> points later on in the episode as well but uh yeah what a what a what an interesting town is i wonder if hyannis is a real place it must be you know but i i just i didn't do any research i'm so sorry I'm i looked Google up a right couple
3: now. others i'm not sure if i looked that one up but yeah the others are real
2: hyannis is real it's in massachusetts which oh you know that's this is where, where the show is supposed to be yeah, yeah so
0: that's fun cool Well, over at Jen's grandparents' place, Grams is cleaning Jen's room and comes across an erotic art calendar. (laughs) Jen insinuates that Grams is being a hypocrite for her negative reaction and that the image of Christ is kind of sexy when he's naked on that cross. (laughs) Grams thinks this is blasphemous and wishes Jen was just the good Christian girl she once was. But Jen says she grew out of it.
1: This is the... Yeah, I was going to say this the first time we see we see Jen's room, and it was like so exciting. I love yes, yes, love her room. huh,
3: that was fun. I love the like juxtaposition of like you can tell that it's a room in Graham's house that Graham's designed that Jen's like trying to make her own. There's like, you know, like this floral wallpaper all over, but then like she's got a Depeche Mode coaster <laughs> up, and like there's like this creepy collection of dolls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, those were gems. <laughs> she <laughs> brought those from New York.
3: <laughs> and then, like, of course, her laundry, you know, on the bed. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's a great, great scene.
0: <laughs> In front of Capeside High, Pacey and English lit teacher slash pedophilic lover Tamara Jacobs unceremoniously gab as students casually stroll by. Pacey complains that they never act like a real couple in public, having to hide their love away due to their illegal nature of their sexual relationship. And he invites her to Providence for the weekend so they can, air quotes, be free. Tamara, thankfully, doesn't think it's practical.
3: So uh, this is the first time we see Tamara's car, I believe. So yeah. she
0: has a f- uh, red
3: Ford Mustang convertible. Hell yeah! And I think this might have been a bit of a nod to The Graduate possibly hmm. um dustin hoffman drives a uh red convertible alfa romeo
0: oh so i
2: didn't put that together. i
0: don't know that's but it cool. would be like
3: swapped because she's the you know the one that has the car and i don't know
2: that's cool it's pretty
3: intentional that they have they have her in a red, red
0: convertible. mustang convertible yeah. it's like you know you know what's uh, crazy to me is that yeah. uh they want to go out of town to pretend to be a real, or at least Pacey does. But if they went to a, a different town, anyone there would be like, "Hey, why is that a, a grown lady with uh, dating a child?"
2: Yeah, why is that fifteen-year-old boy holding hands with a forty-year-old woman? Is that his mom? Oh, well, they're making out, so I don't think it's mommy time. I think it's uh, some kind of strange relationship. Like- I, I
0: too call it mommy time with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy time.
2: Um, I am just surprised that Pacey is this bold to be in the school parking lot having an open conversation with his teacher about going on a romantic getaway out of town. There's like kids walking around them.
0: What Super the bold. And he's talking about like every weekend they yeah. have to lock the doors and close the blinds. Dude, every episode up to this point is them just being as casual yeah. as hell in front of the entire town
2: in the, in main street at a cafe. What are they doing? Yeah. Well, they're talking about their relationship across Whoa. the street from his work. No yeah. less. Yeah. It's insane.
0: In the high school boys bathroom, Dawson questions a urinating Pacey. If tomorrow would really go out of town with him, Pacey zips up, declaring that she never really confirmed or denied the invite. He poorly checks the stalls to make sure no one in the tiniest high school bathroom on earth could be listening, and tells Dawson that his relationship with Tamara isn't just about sex. As they leave, it is revealed that a student, who looks as though they enjoy the music of fish, is standing on a toilet, smoking pot, and has heard the entire conversation.
2: Was that young Cody in the bathroom
0: stall? (laughs) teaser with a tweezer
3: <laughs> i actually think it, they, i think it was supposed to look like he was smoking pot but if you pause it he's holding a cigarette yeah yeah oh <laughs> so he's he smoking filter. a cigarette That's yeah yeah but he's holding it like he's it's holding a joint. it like it's yeah. a joint he's yeah.
2: clearly supposed to be a stoner right from yeah. the way he's like, <laughs> 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 like okay yeah so but i bet the studio couldn't let him have a hand rolled anything this is before hand-rolled cigarettes were like in popular culture as much so i guarantee you the studio is like no 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 he can't be smoking weed he's got to be smoking a cigarette which how don't they smell fucking tobacco smoke in here <laughs> yeah, like, Are they, like he's actively smoking and they're like gotta be careful you never know who might be in here it's like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you wouldn't check the stalls before you started this conversation right? Right. and uh, yeah i just had so much anxiety during this whole scene. I was like, yes. I know someone's in there. Uh-huh. They're being so careless.
2: Yeah, I love the idea that he, that after we talk through all of the dirty details, now we should check to see if there's anybody in here. Like, what are you going to do if there is somebody? Are you going <laughs> to...
3: Feed them up? Like <laughs> no, <it> gets... Yeah.
4: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Oops, yeah.
2: you heard all that. You promise you're going to forget, right? You're not going to tell <laughs> anybody. <laughs> I've got my men in black mind eraser, so...
4: like. <laughs>
0: Casey uh checks the stalls and then sees one stall is locked and goes, "Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to investigate that. I'm just going to assume that
2: <laughs> out of order." Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. I remember that one.
0: Okay. The memorable quote of the
3: scene was, "Once I get my learner's permit, the, oh my this God. woman is going to cave completely."
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It, I, you know i'm 36 year old tamara jacobs and i hear my boyfriend has got his learner's permit oh, oh my yeah. god boing, 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 boing. we can drive
3: boing. Boing. <laughs> then i can drive that you can drive me around
2: as long as i'm in the passenger seat <laughs> there, so cool that's romantic baby
1: we can we can practice driving together.
2: yeah i can help you get your hours <laughs> that's so romantic
0: also, even if that kid is uh, smoking a cigarette, be it cigarette or uh, weed or siga weed, as Chris <laughs> weed. Tucker says in Rush Hour Part One, um, uh, they it would smell so intensely as soon as they stepped into that restroom. Why would they talk? Oh, man. As though Dawson had already forgotten about Jen wanting to take things slow, he tells her outside their campus that his parents will be gone out of the weekend due to them being in a couple's therapy retreat, insinuating that he and Jen could be intimate. Jen changes the subject, revealing that the news of Pacey and Tamara has spread throughout the school like wildfire. Dawson races to tell Pacey and cannot deny to Jen that he already knew about the scandal.
2: I am so confused how quickly this rumor has gotten around town or around school. It's been seemingly he has left the bathroom and is walking <laughs> to class, and instantly
0: people yeah. are, know about this.
3: There must have been a class in between or something.
0: There had may, to be. Yeah,
3: been. there had to have been. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, in my high school, rumors like this happened all the time, and I do remember one that was like <laughs> almost instantaneously, and it was. Really, uh, I won't say any names to protect the 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 people here, but it was a student, and the the scenario was that um, someone had been dropped off by their parents very early in the morning that day, and they went into their first period of class, and they. Uh, the lights were off but when they went in and turned the light on the student was with the teacher in the dark <gasps> and Ooh. i think by like seven thirty in the morning the entire school knew wow. like it was instant and this is like before people even had like cell phones and they right. like, texting yeah. each other so yeah it, i mean
3: they were playing telephone yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> the old school game the old school game
0: <laughs> <laughs> also my favorite game of all time. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. My, my recommendation this game... <laughs> my recommendation of this episode, the game telephone. <laughs> oh, another thing too. Cape Side is supposed to be a town of uh, 12, uh, but this campus has Huge. more students. Like every episode, there's... Yeah. And added 800 yeah. students. This, I mean, like quickly with this in the next sequence, it shows them outside where there's uh, tw- 12,000 students. <laughs> uh, they can't even move. It's like Disneyland. And then, then <laughs> the next scene, they're in the hallway and they can't move because yeah. there's so many people. Yeah,
3: it feels like a college almost. Yeah. Like yes. that, that amount of people. It's and odd.
0: All, It's a beautiful campus yeah. too.
2: Yeah. It's like a brick yeah. building. Yeah. It was
0: built 400 years ago.
2: It's gorgeous. And, and you're right. Like when they're, especially in this next scene that we're about to talk about, it's like shoulder to shoulder people, the entire fucking hallway deep, just like bumping into each other, jostling <laughs> each other. It's like, is this a, the County high school? Just like everybody <laughs> from all of the nearby towns <laughs> goes to school here. Cause it makes the town look like it's like a college town, but. And but
3: then I'd there's rather... only one ambulance, right. it, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, like, what? Fun time.
0: Yeah, there's one ambulance. There's one uh, candle store that sells uh, <laughs> bird feeders, and uh, there's one uh, diner. <laughs> Uh, back in the school, Joey runs up to Dawson and Jen, muscles tensed with excitement, to tell them about the rumor. The excitement is cut short as they see Pacey strut down the halls without a care in the world. As an unnamed student whispers in his ear, his face fades to the knowledge that the truth is now known.
2: This song uh, has the most '90s song I've, or sorry, this scene has the most '90s song I've ever heard playing in it on, as in the background as they're watching Pacey be told this rumor. It's like. It sounds like Pearl Jam with a like a mumble rapper. Basically, it's just like so Pearl Jam. Pretty
0: much, yeah. Did you you clip it?
2: I did. um, I'll play the clip. I'll drop the clip in uh, at this point, but I don't have it on my soundboard right now.
3: It's called Insecuriosity. That's the name of the song. Awesome. Beautiful name. Um, Also, wanted to mention at the beginning of the scene uh, when Joey approaches them, she looks very excited about this rumor. Oh, she's so pumped. She's very pumped. (laughs) So, I thought that was interesting knowing what, well, you know, we've been kind of tracking Mm -hmm. her and Pacey, what's going to happen with them. So, that, I mean, she's like, oh, there's a rumor about Pacey, you know,
0: Yeah, to that. I (laughs) feel like this episode solidified, like up until this point, I was like, I don't see it. But Mm -hmm. now after this episode, I'm like, yeah, they're going to be together in like an episode or two. Yeah. Yeah. Dawson and Pacey find shelter from the storm in a storage room where (laughs) Pacey's doom is beginning to boil to the surface. Dawson tells him that he should just act as though nothing's the matter as a way to stifle the rumor.
1: Um, I (laughs) love Dawson saying it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay
2: dawson <laughs> in <Yeah>. what world <laughs> it's, it's only a felony
1: but i i i kind of thought his advice wasn't that bad like
3: yeah yeah
0: oh, that's yeah. the best way
1: to
3: handle it yeah he yeah. says the only thing worse than a rumor is a substantiated rumor and then he tells him to you know just kind of act like it's not it's nothing so i thought that was good advice for a friend
2: yeah I thought it was good advice. Dawson somehow manages to not be a total fucking moron in in this yeah. in this episode, and like you kind of mentioned earlier, Mal, he's almost the voice of reason
1: mm-hmm.
2: throughout the whole episode, mm-hmm. which yeah. is interesting.
1: Yeah, he's uh, changed after that storm yeah. where yeah. he got some really like <laughs> great advice from Gramps. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, this this scene is the first time I think we get confirmation of. Um, my third favorite thing, which is people's last names, the kid that's in the, the bathroom smoking something, a stinky little, a little stinker stick. Um, (laughs) his
3: name is Kenny Leverton,
2: which Leverton is (laughs) gotta be the most made up last name.
3: (laughs) Oh, just wait till the the last name
0: in another scene. Yeah. I want all the Levertons out there to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Don't,
2: I'm sorry. (laughs) If your last name is Leverton, you are a real person. I didn't mean to invalidate your existence.
3: Also, did anyone see the the stick? It looked like a sticker or like a bumper sticker on the cork board behind Pacey that said, quote, human dart
0: boards. I have it written down. I've been Googling like crazy because it looks like a band sticker or like a band name. Like, we're the human dart boards. Uh, cannot find anything. Human dartboards, rate, review, and subscribe. Please let us know if you're in a band. I can't find your stuff on anything.
2: If you Google human dartboards um, and look at the images, yeah. you get a lot of fun stuff, which is mostly a man wearing a dartboard costume. That's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I, I thought that human dartboards sticker was... Uh, interesting and there's also a new york jets sticker on the cork mm-hmm. board which is fun whose office is this like it's a janitor's closet or something like that that
3: i thought yeah or pe teacher or something like
0: that yeah it looks like the room equivalent of every drawer in every household where you just put everything <laughs> the in the stuff drawer it. yeah yeah, <laughs> it's like this is, this has yeah. batteries and uh an old cell phone <laughs> and yeah <laughs> Just thinking, like, if, you're, if you, if you want to be in, like, in a cool, anonymous punk band, you name your band something that if you Google it, you're just going to get a million different right. things. I'm going to start a punk band called Owl Costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pacey leaves the storage room, casually strutting as though to say, I'm not sleeping with my teacher, which <laughs> instantly fails as every student in the hall points and laughs at him. As Pacey <laughs> reaches the end of the hall, he leans against the wall in despair. Anybody catch those dare stickers on the the cork board? That that brought
2: me back.
3: Yeah.
0: Are you uh, all still resisting?
3: Yeah, definitely.
2: (laughs) Drugs against?
3: Dare to, dare, no wait. Drugs. (laughs) Drugs
2: and alcohol resistance education or
3: something? And then the dare to keep kids off drugs is like their quote, but yeah.
2: I did think Pacey's swagger was a little bit inspirational. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else felt that way, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I could use a little bit of Pacey's energy in my daily
0: life. So I was wondering what the shooting schedule was like for this sequence and then the sequence before when he was walking these halls and that student went up to right. whisper in his yep. ear cause he's walking the exact same bed. <laughs> so I think I yeah. was just like either his regular walk or he was just like, I'm just going to walk like this in every scene <laughs> yeah. cause I don't want to mess up like whatever sequence I'm supposed to be starting like this.
2: That was pretty cool. I mean, he is walking like, um, like a cartoon character. I mean, he's got like this big fucking shit eating grin on his face and he's like, bopping his head for <laughs> yeah. like a chicken pecking the wind. And he's just like, Hey, yeah, you over there, finger guns. And like fucking, he's like, so this is not how he normally walks. So, if he's trying to play it off like nothing's happening, I think this isn't the right way to do it.
0: Because <laughs>
4: oh, yeah, every soon,
0: <laughs> if like if they didn't even know about the rumor, they'd be like, "I think Pacey had a stroke." Yeah. Like he has. He has like the DreamWorks animation smirk, and his back is like leaned so far back that is like, I don't, yeah, it's cartoonish.
2: My read yeah. would be like, oh, so he's heard the rumors and he's proud of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah,
0: he's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, guys,
2: I fucked her.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. And I think this is where we go to our first commercial break. So Donut time. Donut time. Donut time. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. James here. Just wanting to thank you for listening yet again. It is what keeps us going. Now, if you are enjoying the show, if you followed us online, if you've subscribed already, it's not the end of the world there's one more thing you can do you can tell a friend you know call them up i don't care if you haven't talked to them in months years maybe they're a friend from elementary school call them tell them i've got a great podcast and you're gonna love it it's called freaks and creeks go to their website freaksandcreeks.com find them online at freaks and creeks pod i don't care I don't care what you do. Just tell them to come and check out the podcast. They're going to love it. And then you're going to be the cool friend who gave them a great recommendation. And isn't that amazing? Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of the episode and go tell your friends about this
0: show. And we're back. In Tamara's English Lit class, she's trying to teach a section on Romeo and Juliet, but the students laugh and make not so nice jokes about her affair. When Pacey enters the class, the mockery is turned up even further.
2: So is it a requirement of for living in Capeside to have a fucking ridiculous last name, like Mr. Twitchell, as we're about to hear in this yes. clip? Like, <laughs> just, just listen to this. Hey man, settle a bit. Real or silicone? Keep up the running commentary, Mr. Twitchell, and I'll see you after class.
3: <laughs> Mr. Twitchell? The, it's the best name for a smart-ass student. Mr. <laughs> Twitchell. <laughs> so embarrassing.
0: Yeah. It sounds like a Primus song. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Twitchell.
2: I like the, um, like high fiving that's going on in this scene. It is like the, it's the like stereotypical high school boy. Like, yeah, man, fucking got her (laughs) high five, bro. Like, yeah,
0: I'm super into, um, like male bonding over misogyny. Yeah. And I think. High, super into it, right? High-fiving and giving nucks over <laughs> it is really sick. And this, I mean, this scene, I just wish there was an entire show of just this scene. I want, I want more for, forbidden fruit jokes. Real or silicone? Uh, see after class, you promise? Yeah. <sighs> Pacey silently broods on a bench off the boardwalk and Joey joins him to lift his spirits. She sympathizes as her family life has been hot goss for quite some time. Joey tells him his only hope is to pray that some other hot goss comes along to take the heat off.
3: Hey, jailbait. <laughs> Love Joey. <laughs> it's a sweet
0: moment between the two of them. Yeah, this is the scene that yep. I think, like, solidified for me that they will have a relationship moving forward from this, A romantic
3: relationship. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the end of this scene... For sure, because he looks at her the way he looks at her, it's yeah. kind of like something
0: is going to happen between them. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Okay, Pacey and Joey have been friends with Dawson, right? Like they've yeah. been, oh yeah, the Triforce, right. if you will, for quite some time. Why isn't Pacey invited a movie night?
3: Great question.
2: Why is it just Joey
4: that goes? Out yeah. That's a
0: good
2: question. Maybe well, well, he, he
3: has been spending time with tomorrow. Tamara, and that's
2: true. I also get the feeling that it's like pacey and dawson are tight tight and then Do- wait sorry dawson and joey are tight and then pacey and dawson are like maybe that's just the boy friend the boyfriend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well also anyway, like what he's think, just the boyfriend i
3: think what you mean is like joey and dawson have probably maybe they've been they've been friends since childhood right. whereas like maybe pacey and dawson or they've they just had, had, had like a, a shorter friendship and i don't know who knows
0: yeah, yeah. okay I, again, this is like kind of wish – I mean, like I wish they, they had never done this Tamara plot line, but I – I, I, if they were to ha- – like if the, if this was like a must for this show to have that be a plot line, I wish it had come later so we know what Pacey's relationship to these people were before this was added. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I don't – I wish I knew more about what his life was like before Tamara.
3: Right.
2: Um. So I capped a little bit of audio here just to kind of – to capture this, what I I think we all agree is the beginnings of a romance between Pacey and Joey. Let's take a listen.
5: Imagine that, Pacey. We actually have something in common. Providing gossip for the small-minded townsfolk.
0: You know what's cool? In the episode Discovery, Dawson, after he finds out about his mother's affair, it um it does an electric guitar kind yes. of solo thing transition to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's him on a bench brooding, and now we have Pacey yeah. sitting on a bench brooding. All the men in Cape Side mm-hmm. are taught that once you have a mental breakdown, you go sit on a bench <laughs> and silently brood. And
2: yeah, to your, uh, uh, you know, also when Pacey is sitting on the bench, we, the bench, the bench, we get that same weird bluesy guitar style music yeah. that's playing underneath it. So. It's definitely uh, blues guitar is the sound of emotional turmoil for adolescent it's, boys. It's
3: the brooding bench. Ooh, Ooh. Right. <laughs> great band name. Right.
2: Yeah. Yes. That's a good. And right by the water, which as we know, water has some kind of meaning in Dawson's Creek land. You tell me Correct. what <laughs> listeners right in
1: forever. A mystery.
2: Yeah.
0: Nobody's going to figure it out. Um, moving forward, it's like they've established that Joey's dad is uh, incarcerated. Um, Do you think that we'll ever meet Joey's dad? Will he ever get out of prison? Do you think
1: Mm.
0: he'll come back into the picture?
1: Good question. I hope he's
0: played by Bruce Springsteen. Well, that was going to be my second question. (laughs) Fan casting, who do you want to play her dad? Bruce Springsteen or Steve Carell? (laughs) (laughs)
2: 1998 (laughs) Steve Carell.
4: Yeah. Hmm
2: guess that's it.
3: <laughs> well, I, I nailed it. It's a good question. Sure,
0: for me, I, I... I hope
3: we get to meet her dad.
0: For me, I think what... Uh, do you know John Lurie from a um, bunch of Jim Jarmusch movies? He was in uh, The Lounge Lizards. But I was thinking, like, he has to be, like, a grimy kind of actor if he's in, oh. like, a prison character. Oh, yeah. Um, but he just, like... He kind of looks like Joey, too. So I feel like th- they have uh, similar head shapes. I feel like he would <laughs> play a really good Mr. Joey. John Lurie rules. Everyone get into John Lurie. (laughs) Dawson walks Jen home, who's complaining about the friction between her and Grams with no solution in sight. Graham stands in the doorway like Nosferatu (laughs) as the two split apart. Grandma Nosferatu tells Jen to wash up before their six o'clock supper, as though it's 1922.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is this where Jen says that, like, she feels like
3: she's rude to mm-hmm. grams
1: yeah i feel like she's not that rude to her like no i don't know i feel like she talks pretty politely I agree compared like with grams forcing religion on her i feel like jenna's pretty respectful but oh there she is
2: yeah cody's holding yeah. Up a, a, a picture from this film nosferatu of nosferatu in his little creepy doorway and it looks just like grams but I think you're wrong, Cody. I think she is actually not a vampire because Gramps is the vampire hunter and she's just looking out to make sure that no vampires steal her daughter. I mean, granddaughter.
0: Gramps is like Blade, a vampire vampire hunter. That's interesting.
4: Hmm.
2: Hey, and then maybe Gramps' uh, heart surgery that he had isn't actually heart surgery. It's just a safe way for her to farm blood. She just kind of like...
3: Also, where is Gramps? He still must still be at the hospital. They just left him. From the yeah, last they're just like, ah, fuck
0: it. Well, he's washing up before six o'clock.
2: <laughs> Any notes on the fashion here on what Jen's uh, wearing? Oh,
3: yes. Because um, I got to say,
2: that's the ugliest fucking dress I've ever seen. It's just yeah, like. Yeah, it's just
3: like long, shapeless. long dress with a like an empire waist and co- a collar. And then she has these chunky boots. Chunky on. boots. I mean, the styling was, I thought the styling was cool, but. It was very 90s. It, yeah. Yeah. It was just. Was different. I don't no. That, I don't remember seeing that like that dra- type of dress length, a lot.
2: Yeah, um, floor length and completely yeah, just a rectangle. Long. It's just mm-hmm. a <laughs> it's just a rectangle with a, a collar that she's wearing.
3: It's pretty cool. It must be a New York thing. <laughs> very good.
0: i'm walking here wait <laughs> uh, hold on a second were we just transferred to new york city <laughs> that voice
2: y'all didn't know but mal is actually an expert accentress
0: <gasps> are you a master oh <laughs> do an impression. No. <laughs> <laughs> funny
3: <laughs> funny thing about New York accents though. Uh, when we were young, my brother uh, ha- could not say his Rs and mm. when he was in school, te- teachers thought that we were that he was from New York because he would talk, you know, he couldn't say his Os. So oh, that's <laughs> yeah.
4: Sweet.
3: <laughs> he can now. But
0: <laughs> please do more of this impression though. For your brother. <laughs> Joey comes home from school to find Bessie, foot on the gas pedal, stuck in the mud in the family truck. <laughs> Bessie reveals that the baby is on its way, but their telephone is out and there's no way to call an ambulance. They surmise their best option is to get to Dawson's house to use his telephone.
3: I love this scene. Yeah. <laughs> the music, like when they were like, it was like this spiraling thing where it's like, oh, this is it doesn't work and then this doesn't work and the music was like this like, caper like oh like i don't know how to describe it but it was great
0: (laughs) turning up that intensity yeah
3: yeah i um (laughs) i was really
1: excited because when they were like we have to go to dawson's like i was screaming internally saying Mm -hmm. like show us them rowing yeah i was so happy that it cut to that but um i was just so confused like so they don't have a neighbor closer than dawson
3: that they can get to right they have to row to die? i don't yeah. know or the phone because well, think, their phone doesn't work so truck is stuck i need an ambulance phone doesn't work need to go to dawson's to get the phone have to row a boat <laughs> i <laughs> so think we like, see why yeah. they
2: take the boat everywhere too because this is apparently a fucking like mud mud trail through the forest is the only way to get to their house so besides random. rowing through the creek
3: also does does joey like hike home like she was I on like a, a trail so, yeah. like, that was
2: um, did anybody else think Bessie was? I, I know that she's pregnant, um, but when I when we when this scene opens and she's just gunning it in the mud wildly, I was like, did she get into a drunk driving accident? <laughs> no. And then listen to this audio I, I captured this because when you don't see the visuals, I think it sounds like she's drunk.
5: Bessie, <laughs> oh. I'm so glad you're here. What happened? Are you okay? Oh, it's nothing really.
2: <laughs> I just had one too many drinks, and the, the road got away from me. I I had, I'm sorry.
0: I had three, four locos. <laughs> also,
1: the way Joey says Bessie, I know every Bessie. time in this episode, it sounds Bessie. like that. Oh, weird! She's always Bessie, 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 Bessie.
0: Bessie. It's Bessie. So weird. It's like she's Very a Pokemon weird. named Bessie. <laughs> Bessie, Bessie. <laughs> Making Mal's dreams come true. We see Joey once again rowing a boat on the titular Dawson's Creek. This time, she's rowing Bessie to Dawson's house. Bessie complains that she isn't going fast enough, so she takes the oars to do it herself. Joey proclaims that the boat is sinking when, in fact, Bessie's water has actually just broke.
3: Patting
1: myself on the back. I called this. You did. (laughs) I felt concerned about Joey being an idiot uh for not <laughs> understanding like yeah she's like yeah the boat's leaking and and Bessie's like that's not it's not the boat leaking yeah. and Joey's like what is it
3: <laughs> I it, wonder if, that I, if <laughs> I wonder if they had her say my water broke but they cut it out because mm-hmm. they just kind of you know were to assume obviously
0: that that's what it is
2: what time of day do you think it is as they're rowing
0: Dude, this makes no sense. Oh, this no, episode, doesn't make any sense. I think, takes place over the course of a day, which a lot of events happen. But this looks like it's sunset. sunset, right? sunset. It's sunset. Yeah. Yeah. But later the sun just goes, never mind. It's I'm going like back up. Nude. Yeah, because yeah. like
3: when we go back to what Pacey's doing, he's in daylight. Yeah. And then like when when Joey goes out in the yard during yeah. the labor, it's like daylight.
2: And, but then <laughs> inside the house, it's like Kind of like it was during the storm, it's like kind of dark and brooding. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't until probably my second or third watch where I was like, oh, wait, it's not nighttime when she's giving birth. It's actually still daytime. Daytime, But (laughs) the sunset
0: really fucked me up. I was
3: really confused. I mean, it it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. (laughs) It made me want to (laughs) go canoeing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I mean, like, they're, you know, they shoot it and they're like, yeah, fuck it. Like, it looks so good. We can't lose this shot because it did look really pretty. Yeah, it was gorgeous. But I imagine, I mean, so this is all taking place. Okay. This all takes place for the rest of this episode after school. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. three o'clock to whenever the sunset it's October. So the sun sets around five 30.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So it's like a two and a half hour window that every event from here on out takes place, which is a lot. There yeah. is a lot that mm-hmm. is about to happen. That's so fun.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I also, I want to know more about this expert oarsmanship that yes. Joey's supposed to have. Yeah,
2: so she can <laughs> like, apparently paddle just fine normally, but now that she's got her sister in, like, a crisis mm-hmm. in the boat with her,
0: she's the worst paddler in the entire world. Dawson's <laughs> in his room, on the phone, trying to get a hold of Pacey, who's apparently missing. Joey pops in to tell him that Bessie is having the baby right then and there, on his lawn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, this is a really short scene. mm mm-hmm.
0: It establishes, though, that Pacey is missing. Yeah, and Dawson's worried about about him.
3: (laughs) He's still just sitting on that bench, just like, (laughs) fuck,
4: man.
0: (laughs) Bessie is chilling on Dawson's couch as Dawson talks to the 911 operator about getting an ambulance there ASAP. He learns the horrible truth that, due to a massive pileup on a freeway, (laughs) an ambulance won't be able to get to them for quite some time. Bessie grabs the phone and accosts a 911 operator who is most likely making minimum wage and has no control (laughs) over the traffic jam. Joey also lets everyone know that Bodie has already taken off to his interview and is unreachable.
3: Another fun town name. Yeah, what was uh, it again? It was... Duxbury Duxbury that's where Bodie's interview is
2: no
4: no oh no that's where the pileup is that's
3: where the pileup is is. right
4: which
2: Duxbury Duxbury. it's real is a real town in Massachusetts yeah Yeah, so they have done some locations
1: did you see um did you look and see if Duxbury and the other place are close
2: no I didn't that's a good I will do that live um this scene is Mm -hmm. also where apparently Bessie just becomes southern She just all of a a sudden Mm -hmm. is now a southern belle. Um, Starting with this scene, she has multiple moments where she's just kind of got a southern affectation. Let's take a listen to this very short clip.
5: One hospital with one ambulance and no doctor within 30 miles. Another of the hidden joys of living in the middle of nowhere.
0: (laughs) It's like a a weird Tennessee Elvis Presley. It's so weird. (laughs) 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 It's a combination of things. What is that?
2: I don't know.
0: Guys...
1: I think we should take a trip, take a little road
3: trip to all these little towns. Yes, we're going on tour. Record episodes there. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> we, I, so in in the truck scene, I paused where you can see some of the uh, bumper stickers, and there's a bumper sticker that says Katie's, and it's like it's like cut, kind of cut off, but it says Great Eats, and I looked it up, <laughs> and this place exists hmm. in in that area. And it's been around since like, I don't Ooh. know, like the 80s or something, but it's like a grill, like bar and grill, you know, like Katie's bar and grill. So we could go uh, there. Oh, my gosh. We have to cool make a they have that kind of attention to detail yeah. to yeah. add that. It must have been someone's truck to, or, or they put it on there, you know. I don't know.
2: It's great that this show is so grounded and real, you know, <laughs> like the dialogue is like spot on. This is definitely oh, yeah. what I'm hearing. And like these locations are real. It's great. Um I have another continuation of my um big gripe with the show which is everybody talks the same. Let's take a listen here yeah. to Bessie sounding exactly like Dawson, Pacey, Joey, Mr. Manmeet, Mrs. Manmeet and every other character in the show. Let's take a listen.
5: Listen, you sorry ass civil servant. This is the mother to be talking. Maybe I'm not in the tax bracket that guarantees a prompt response to medical distress. But I have a shoe full of amniotic fluid. My pelvis is beating like a rumba band, and I'm in real danger of having my first child delivered by two high school students. So why don't you stop making excuses? Get off your oversized backside and get us an ambulance before my ah, fetus cool. enters
2: college. Right. I love the uh, the 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 fat phobia. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It is definitely mm-hmm. the '90s, and I'm just starting to get a really good picture of Bessie in that she's a horrible person.
0: Yeah, up until this point, I really liked Bessie. And then now that she's being mean to this 911 operator, I was like, no, thanks. That's not nice. <laughs> I mean,
2: to be fair, she is giving birth and it seems like it hurts quite a bit. So she's not uh, not, you know, she does have that excuse. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, everybody talks the same. Um, it's so clear that there is, uh, you know, like <laughs> whoever is writing the dialogue is consistent through. He, he gets like. One line in in every episode, and it's this line. He's like, "Fuck yeah, I got it. Um, my fetus enters college. Okay, good job, Tony. We got one. Now go away. Like, just can you
0: organize the paper, please? Like, why don't you clean the whiteboard? That's it's the writer's thing, man. Like every Aaron Sorkin script sounds exactly the same. I think it's just Kevin Williamson being like, that's his shtick, and it's not good. (laughs) It's, but you yeah. know what's worse—the song that was playing underneath it. Yeah.
2: Ba-da-dum, 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 <laughs> I,
0: I like to—I don't know—tooting my own horn here. I like to challenge myself by listening to music that I normally like wouldn't be interested in because I think it's important to like yeah. constantly like push yourself into other types of uh, things you wouldn't normally interact with. Um, I like a lot of stuff that I don't like. That's the worst music I've ever heard in my life. The bum mm-hmm. bum.
2: It's like a step up from elevator smooth mm. jazz into elevator blues <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> like hold music basically <laughs> elevator blues <laughs> it's gonna be uh what was what was the band name that we came across just a little while ago it was the,
4: burning
2: burning Bench. Bench. the burning yeah the Bur- the burning Brooding Bench. Bench. that's gonna be their singles
0: elevator blues dude in 1992, I saw Brooding Bench open <laughs> for human dartboards, and it was the sickest show I've ever seen. That's crazy. Yeah, Kirk Cobain was in the crowd, dude. <laughs> Nirvana you didn't play. Tamara comes home from work to find Pacey waiting for her. Upset that Pacey opened his big, dumb young mouth about their affair, she lets him know that the faculty at school are already talking about it, and that it's likely that the law will find out soon, too. And with that, she breaks up with Pacey. Damn.
2: <laughs> does any did anybody else think that her house suddenly got way nicer like later on we see the the porch that the, mm-hmm. the, kind of like towards the last few scenes there's like a big jutting porch with like a wraparound bench and a nice table and it's like i thought you kind of i mean she had like a cool beachfront house but this makes it look like a whole ass cottage type thing
4: A
0: i my memory is as bad as a goldfish but i'm pretty sure every house in the show changes episode to episode except the leary house except for the leary house but when mm-hmm. i when they in the during the hurricane i thought that yeah. it was just like a bunch of sand and then like a, a couple steps up to right. her yeah. Like, yeah. A, porch.
2: like a mud porch right. kind of a thing
0: yeah maybe this is the other side of the house but i don't i know. feel
2: like
3: you can it did look you know? different it did look different yeah it's weird i agree Sad
2: stuff, though. Yeah. Very sad. End of an era. (laughs) All right. We are going to be taking our second commercial break here. We will see you on the other side. Donut time,
0: baby. Hey,
1: everyone. Just wanted to thank you for listening. It really means a lot to us. If you're enjoying the show, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. Or if you've already subscribed, go ahead and give us a rating. It only takes a few seconds and it can make a huge difference for our show. So thanks in advance. Back to the show.
0: We're back. As Bessie agonizes on the couch, Joey pulls Dawson aside to say they're too young and naive to know what to do to help Bessie. Dawson says there has to be someone in the town who would know what to do in the situation.
2: Oh, oh, I forgot. Okay, I
0: forgot about this scene. Uh, oh, no, I didn't actually cap it.
2: Um, I really liked Bessie's, like, primal scream that she lets out in this. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I... I forgot basically everything else about this.
3: It was scene, a very so. quick scene. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was like fucking it was like that scene in a uh, total recall where that person's <laughs> head <their> explodes <head's laughs> yeah,
0: like, yeah. Uh, i don't know much of her work that actor has she ever been in a horror movie Bessie? yeah not i don't think she's
3: been in anything else wow. like I, so barely because i remember me. i looked i tried to look into it you know for the first steps for our first like recording yeah. and i couldn't find much I think he was like, or I, th- or I think she's a friend of Kevin Williamson or something. Oh, okay. So it was like uh, something like that, like where maybe she doesn't, hasn't done a lot of acting. I don't know.
0: Good scream. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If she's a friend of Kevin Williamson's, I wonder if she's a friend from North Carolina or wherever they're yes. from. And that explains her weirdly yeah. Southern accent. I,
3: yes. I believe that's what, or they went to college together or something. There was something where they were from the same er- yeah. area and yeah.
0: As Jen studies in her room, she looks in her desk to find the word of God in book form. Pretty cool. I wish
2: my grandma would sl- slip a Bible in my nightstand.
0: It reminded me of
3: when you go to a hotel and there's like a Bible in the drawer. <laughs> it's not the same thing? Yeah, say, yeah. Like Gideon's Bible. But it's like, what do you
1: think? Like, what did Graham expect? Like, Jen to be like, oh, okay. I've been
3: meaning to read this.
2: <laughs> I just can't seem to find a copy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Of King James edition.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jen addresses the King James Bible Grahams had snuck into the desk and says she has the right to her own privacy and beliefs, and her atheism shouldn't be taken personally. She, too, says that she doesn't have as much faith in humanity as she does in God either. Meanwhile, Joey knocks on the door and begs Grahams to help with the birth. She gives quite
2: Mm -hmm. a speech. I capped it here if you all want to hear it. It's pretty great. Oops. (laughs) just deleted it let's uh, see if I can fix that one here we go
5: look I know you don't like me or approve of my family I know that you can think of at least 80 reasons why Bessie and Bodie are the worst kinds of sinners but right now as we speak my sister's sitting next door in Dawson's house inches away from giving birth and of those 80 reasons I can't think of any that the baby's actually responsible for so if you could remember that as a nurse you took an oath to help others in need and well
0: (laughs) what a mouthful
2: yeah, yeah it's like motor mouth mile a minute Line delivery, Did, v- verging on the everybody talks the same principle that I hate.
1: Is this the first time
3: that we learned that Grams is a nurse? Did we ever? No, no she we, mentioned
2: it last episode, right? right. In um, Discovery,
3: because uh, when we found out that Jen wasn't coming to, to help with her grandpa, right? She explained that. Oh yeah, gr- my grandma's an RN. You know, she said mm-hmm. R.N. Yeah. Like, yeah, so
2: it's pretty much only it only that plot point only exists for this episode. I feel like there will never come a time where Graham's being a nurse is going to be relevant to the plot again Mm -hmm. after this episode. Mm -hmm. I'm
0: sure as Pacey walks home, like a Charlie Brown dunce, his (laughs) bastard cop brother, officer Doug rolls up and informs him that while he was getting a haircut, the rumor of the affair between Pacey and Tamara was discussed. Doug's version of the rumor paints Pacey as a liar. And he wonders how Tamara feels regarding the slander. Pacey just wishes Doug would defend and support him. Doug drops the bomb that Superintendent Stevens is having a board meeting regarding pressing charges against Tamara.
1: I feel like throughout the last couple episodes, we're, you know, learning a little bit more about PC, It just sounds like, you know, everyone in his family is just really hard on him, not very nice to him. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, just you kind of get that little insight that like Pacey's like, you, yeah, it'd be nice if you like stood up for me and supported me.
2: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: So, you know, we're starting to maybe like sympathize with him a little Mm -hmm. bit more.
2: Maybe. I don't know. I I did capture that audio. I want to play it. Let's listen.
0: And, you know, just as a matter of curiosity, did it ever occur to you just for a brief moment to defend or support me in this conversation? the witter family credo prevents such emotions. he's data oh,
2: does really the witter family yeah. does the witter family credo prevent such emotions like he is a <laughs> android um
3: sounds like his family is too <laughs> Yeah. now i would
2: just like to quickly correct uh you cody you called him officer doug oh what is he
0: deputy doug he's deputy doug okay deputy, deputy dougie yeah you are nasty uh yeah i am a nasty Casey has called him dougie a few times so yeah. yeah um what's the difference i don't know anything about anything
2: well, oh, um, it's alliterative. No that's, idea. That's the major difference. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so you all, I, I was wondering on my rewatch. So we are familiar with this concept of like the thin blue line and cops look, you know, the blue wall and all that stuff. Cops looking out for other cops by giving by making up things for them. I was wondering if we if anybody else thinks that maybe this is Dougie trying to give Pacey a way out or if he's actually being an asshole. I felt like there were a couple moments where where he's almost like leading Pacey to this to this idea that he made it all up, that this is that he was lying. Or do you actually think that that Doug is just like. You're I a think, fucking idiot. Yeah. I think yeah, able to do this. I,
3: yeah. I think he's, yeah. I don't know, but I, I mean, he is
2: an asshole, so it does fit, but I wonder.
3: Yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. Cause when he, he was explaining, uh, saying that when he found out it was a lie, bing, he was like, bingo, right. My brother. So,
2: and what does Pacey later say when we're in the courthouse that he made it all up. So he's almost like taking the idea that Doug provides him and then making right. it more believable but maybe it's unintentional. Maybe he just is like, well, this is the way out here versus Doug actually giving him Mm -hmm. a way out.
0: Now, I think what this is, is you being smarter than this show, because that (laughs) would have been a very interesting plot point for what this is.
2: And like we talked about, you know, last, or I think I may have mentioned this, but last episode with the revelation that Pacey's dad is the chief of police and how I postulated that he is above the law, that there will never, ever be any ramifications for any of his, any of his shortcomings because of this, that this kind of feels similar to that, but I agree. I think that that might just be me. Um, I'm a genius. I don't know
0: if anybody knows this, but um, I'm super, super
2: smart and, and I think I just, I am proving it right now.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just like another problem of the show having like such poor exposition because like you never see any of these things happen. It's just everyone walking around saying what happened. Yeah. So there's, mm-hmm. there's never nuance to it. It's, yeah. yeah, it
2: would be yeah. so much better to get a slice of life scene from Pacey's house where they're like sitting around the table and his dad is like talking to Deputy Dougie and they're like, hey, how many uh, people did you give tickets today? And he's like, I don't know, 50,000. And <laughs> he's like, wow, cool. Great job, son. Hey, Pacey, you're a fuck up. I hate you. Like, why don't you go shit <laughs> on yourself or something? And, you know, that would have been way better than what we constantly get, which is just verbal exposition. Yeah. You know, it's tell, don't show on, on this show, apparently.
0: Yeah, yeah, my home life is bad. And this is the reason why. Yeah, a much better show would. I mean, God, can you imagine having a show that would actually address what it's like to be a, a kid being protected by the police? And I mean, that that's such a great topic for a Mm -hmm. drama and something that attacks uh, the worst uh, union in the United States. Um, That would be so much more interesting than just whatever this garbage is.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wonder now that like the relationship with Tammy is kind of donezo. If we will get to see a bit more of his home life and background, Mm -hmm. I would like that.
2: Yeah, it'd be nice.
0: Meet
1: his
3: sisters. (laughs)
0: Three sisters, one brother, daddy, chief of police. Mm -hmm. Do we know what his mom does? Um, Not yet. Not yet? Okay. I'm going to say she's a prison executioner. (laughs) Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) I'm going to say she's a realtor. (laughs) Well, and the other thing I just
1: thought, like, okay, he has three sisters. They must all be younger or grown because we would have probably seen them in high school with him. Right. If they were his age. Well, they are masterly
2: diverse. Yep. So we know Mm -hmm. that, too.
0: (laughs) Which... As Means they the have pilot. to be,
1: you know, at least yeah, in their teen years. Yeah.
0: Yes. As though he surpassed his influences to become a more transgressive filmmaker like <laughs> Gaspar Noé or Lars von Trier, Dawson pitches Bessie that he should film the birth. His reasoning being that Bodie <laughs> will want to see it. Joey brings in Graham's and Jen to help to the revulsion of Bessie as the contractions get worse. Graham starts ushering orders and moves Bessie to a very uncomfortable looking chair <laughs> as well as telling her to shut up during the process.
2: Yeah, not only does Dawson say that this that Bodie would want to see this film, but that without this film he would forget about his child's <laughs> birth. <laughs> Good reasoning. Really good reasoning. And I'm pretty sure that is true. Like for any father who doesn't see
0: their child born, they're just like, how did I get this thing? (laughs) Where did you come from? Were your births uh, filmed? Mine was. Have you watched it? No. I
3: tried to once and my parents were like, are you sure? (laughs) I don't think mine was. I've seen photos. I don't know if mine was filmed. I was a C-section baby,
0: so uh, Uh, I don't know. Was it filmed? (laughs) How do people film C-sections? Well, you I was a C-section baby,
2: that. and it, and
0: my it was filmed. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We okay. For our Patreon listeners, <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> sign up to
2: our Patreon so that you can watch my birth video. <laughs>
3: Did anyone catch when Dawson said conflict? Perfect. Oh, yeah, that yeah. got a legitimate oh laugh God. out of me. I loved it. It made
1: me uh, feel ill. Yeah.
2: I feel like Dawson doesn't know what happens in a childbirth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. You know, like no. he's signing himself up for this and pretty soon he's going to be like, "Oh, fuck."
0: Remember the movie Pleasantville and how everyone in that world is so like they're in a sitcom, you know, from the 50s, so they don't really know how the real world works? That's right. what Dawson is. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Um, also I just, I thought it was silly that like Bessie is, um, so not down with Graham's helping. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, I understand she's not a great person, but wouldn't you like to have a, an actual health professional? Right. Right. Yeah. Help you or would of- you rather
2: have Dawson's hands right. up in there <laughs> yeah. while he's filming too? Like point of view, doctor.
3: <laughs> and she did anyone catch that she called joey judas yes essentially yeah. calling her a traitor for yeah. allowing grams to be there
0: <laughs> and she
2: I, calls dawson mr demille too. yeah
0: yeah that was cool uh i yeah you know, i mean to play devil's advocate one episode hurricane was the last episode right i mean if you're bessie it's like this the last interaction you had with this lady is she didn't approve of your relationship because her partner is black
1: I, like, yeah
0: i would it. be like ah, I don't know about this lady
1: yeah but yeah. they also i mean they were being pleasant towards each other
3: i feel like in the last episode mm-hmm.
2: i totally agree that's i, yeah. I had kind of noticed that that like grams was really focusing her ire on bodie right but bessie was like kind of diffusing all of the tension but then in this episode bessie's like she's a borderline racist old woman who wants to kill me or so i don't know what she says <laughs> but it's like we're i thought you were really good at hiding this last episode. Mm-hmm. Again, the show forgets the things that it it introduces for
0: its characters. It just sucks that like Graham's continues to be like the beacon of light for all these people. She's such a bad <laughs> yeah. person. She's a. They even call her
2: a borderline racist. But what does she do? She delivers the baby and she guides them to Jesus mm-hmm. too.
0: That's <laughs> so obnoxious. You think Kevin Williamson would know better? Yeah,
3: what was he doing here?
0: (laughs) At the Cape Side Town Hall, Pacey finds Tamara with her attorney, Caroline Fields, who (laughs) informs him that Tamara will no longer speak to him. The only way he will be able to communicate with her is through Caroline. In poetic, dramatic fashion, Pacey tells Caroline to tell Tamara that he's
4: sorry.
1: Two things. One, (laughs) Pacey calls her Tammy multiple times. (laughs) Like, why are you calling her Tammy in yeah. public in front of this lawyer? Like, you're an idiot. Um, and then also it was just like, this is moving very quickly.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just this morning you were <laughs> peeing in front of your friend while a, a strange man smoked weed or cigarettes in the bathroom. 15 seconds later, the entire school knows about it. And here it is like 3.30 and they're already in court. Everyone
3: had time to put this in their schedule, you know, like she got a lawyer, a lawyer. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wow. I mean,
2: I'm glad they're taking it seriously. Like, finally, somebody is actually taking this seriously. But um,
0: yeah, it's it's very uh, accelerated. Yeah. The show's a cartoon. Yeah. (laughs) Everything is so fast.
3: Anyone notice Miss Jacob's hair? She kind of had it all up and fancy mm-hmm. and, and oh, these yeah. like faux, like right. uh, victory roll style. And yes. had the, she had this like snowflake brooch. Yeah,
2: the brooch <laughs> is really a, cool. Yeah. yeah, I miss the brooch.
0: She was ready later in this episode. Uh, Tamara describes Pacey as intelligent, <laughs> and throughout this episode, <laughs> Pacey is not intelligent. I mean, like we've said, like their relationship is very open for him. He doesn't care. Tammy, Tam. Hey, Tam. It's wild. Yeah, it's very odd. Dawson continues to film the labor experience, yet <laughs> zooms in on a forlorn Joey sitting far away on a couch. He runs to her, tells her that it'll be all okay. Let's listen to this.
4: Uh, okay. All
2: right, back. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, please. Oh, yeah.
1: Can you cue a uh, Jen's scream?
4: Tomorrow. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs>
2: Wrong scream. Um, <laughs> where is that? Where did you go? Here it is.
4: Ah! <laughs> yeah.
2: So we've got quite a collection of screams to go with uh, with this with our show so far. I I'm really enjoying the way that people scream
0: <laughs> in this show. And what a coincidence! Is Kevin Williamson Rose, the movie Scream? Ooh, hey. Uh-huh.
1: Ah. Um, I think uh, early on, like a few episodes ago, we talked about like if anyone were to die, who would it be? Mm. I think I said Bessie mm-hmm. and obviously she's fine. But I felt like this was kind of setting up like, yeah. oh, like oh, she's not yeah. going to be OK. Something might happen to her. So All for right. a moment I was like, hey.
2: Yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. thought that we were going to get uh Bessie dying in this episode and then rescuing the baby, and then Bodie coming in being like, I got the job, Bessie.
0: Oh, no. I'm going to work at Red Robin. <laughs> in the town hall courtroom, Superintendent Stevens grills Tamara about the rumor. Right before Tamara can weigh in on the truth, Pacey bursts in to cut her off, saying that he made the whole thing up, monologuing about how being with Tamara was something he fantasized about. And for the record, Pacey proclaims that the relationship never happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I was just like, wow, this whole thing is just (laughs) going real quick. Like, this is wrapping up. We got a conclusion.
2: the least convincing speech that has ever occurred like if i am the superintendent and i'm weighing whether this happened and the one of the people involved is like would i fuck her hell yeah but she just (laughs) won't she just won't like so i just totally made it up guys but like super in love with her she's so cool i i'm just too young i'm just too young
1: yeah you know it's like
2: cool so you you guys fucked this is that's definitely what i'm picking up here you know Mm -hmm. also
1: like wouldn't they have
3: interviewed the student that heard oh, everything yeah. like well, he was
0: yeah yeah what right. is the yeah, actual yeah.
3: process when this happens not it's not what we saw i, <laughs> I,
0: I don't know that. anything about anything but i'm pretty sure there's not like a a panel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. like the school board air quotes like, like who are all these people are they all came it's like the are watching american
3: idol
2: yeah <laughs> and i mean i'm not a lawyer i'm not a legal professional but i'm pretty sure that they wouldn't just be like oh yeah you you just want to talk Yeah, yeah, no worries, man, come on in. (laughs) Like, her lawyer is just like... Oh, well, there's nothing I can do about this one. Let's just see what happens. Who knows what he's going to (laughs) say? Fuck it. Let him go.
0: And also that, I mean, I described this as a courtroom earlier, but I don't really know what room this is. It looks like a war room because everyone's sitting around in an oval. It's like a
3: town hall room or whatever, you know, like a conference room or something.
0: And the only law people there is the lawyer. uh, (laughs) And there's no, like, there's no judge. It's just... One got a superintendent who I don't yeah. think should be qualified <laughs> to make a judgment because wh- I mean, wh- what is the judgment of this? So right. if they even come to a conclusion is the judgment, well, we're going to go tell the cops. <laughs> like, yeah. wh- what is it?
3: Yeah, I don't know.
0: As Grams and Jen double team birthing duties, Jen fearfully declares the sight of a lot of blood, which obviously freaks out Bessie. Dawson tries to comb Bessie's fears, but Grams kicks him out of the room for being a ding-dong. Joey runs out of the room distraught. As Jen comes back to the scene, she questions Grams about the excess blood, to which Grams says that, while there definitely is a little too much gore, she says Jen needs to have faith, and she needs to help. So I have a totally different read on the whole blood thing. Let's take a listen real quick.
3: What? Did she say blood?
2: She's thirsty. (laughs)
3: Yes.
2: Did she say blood? (laughs) Jen Jen
0: also says, "I know what a lot of blood looks like." Why do you know what a lot of blood looks like? What is that supposed to mean?
1: Yeah. And like related to giving birth, like, do you know what that looks like?
2: Clearly not, because there's a the 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 scene later when when the baby is crowning. Jen's like, "Oh
3: my god, I see it!" Oh, like I can see the baby's
4: head. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, it is that time yet again. Everybody get out your tambourines and your snappers because it is a snapper. Uh, It's time to go to our commercial break. We'll see you on the other side.
0: Oh, cool. I found my snapper. (laughs) (laughs) It's a freaking creaky day. Where we find out what is a baby. It's a Freaks and Creeks. Did you know that one day all of our souls will be sucked out of our bodies and placed into Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse? I never asked for that, but it's our stupid reality, so please follow us on Instagram at Freaks and Creeks Pod. That's an at sign. F-R-E-A-K-S-A-N-D-C-R-E-E-K-S-P-O-D, just like the Christian new metal band from the late 90s. Hey, that's when Dawson's Creek was on the air. Back to the show. And we're back, A Dinosaur Story. Bessie is experiencing a lot of excruciating pain, but there's no medicine. As an inadequate replacement, Grams begins reciting the Lord's Prayer. At first, Bessie isn't into it, but Grams says it's for the baby, which (laughs) instantly changes her mind. As she joins in to recite the prayer along with her, shockingly, Jen jumps in as well to beg the evangelical deity his mercy through repetitive phrasing and ritual.
1: Bizarre. (laughs) I can't remember if this is... um... This happens in this scene. To, like Graham tells her to push,
3: and Bessie says, "Push, what? push, what? push." Yeah, that was the scene before. I, I had written that down as well. But yeah, it's like what? What? You... The button. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. <laughs> push
3: it. Oh, and then I think she says, "The baby." She's like, "Oh,
1: okay." Oh, <laughs> like I don't know. I feel like anyone would know
3: that pushing, mm-hmm. especially if you're in labor. Yeah. <laughs>
4: devil's this,
0: advocate i think it's just to show that bessie has lost her marbles during this experience hmm. it's like she's in such excruciating pain that she doesn't mm-hmm. know the difference between up and down and left and right i don't buy it no
3: Mm-mm.
0: oh neither do i <laughs> i'm just trying to get my head into maybe the it's space just because she's a vampire it. and uh, <laughs> yes that's what yeah. i think uh historically vampires are known in the lore that they don't know what pushing means in general. Right, exactly. Exactly. Push this blood. (laughs) I want to suck the blood. Wait (laughs) a minute. We have someone from (laughs) New York in this episode and someone from Transylvania. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've been meaning to tell you all I am a vampire. That's why I know so much about this. God, that's so cool. And that it's, that's one of those things where it's like, once you have someone who has that experience going into media, like they can really show you like what something is, you know, it's personal. It is. Yeah. And I mean, God, I want to watch so many more movies with you because you can really bring that vampire experience to whatever we watch. Yeah. You might be Mm -hmm. surprised. 40 year old virgin. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually vampires. A Steve jobs movie. Yeah.
2: (laughs) The Facebook
0: one? Yeah. Drop the the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really like this turn of Jen just hopping mm-hmm. into uh, the yeah. Christianity stuff. I feel like this is, okay, I it, this is my reading of why Jen is doing this. It's, Please. So, Grams is saying, you need to have faith in me and help with this situation, just because Grams thinks is Grams is a Christian. And she believes that doing the Lord's prayer will make Bessie feel better. Is Jen, does Jen actually, is she starting to believe in the Christian God or is she just doing this to like appease Grams as a, as a way to get through this process because she thinks it might help Bessie too.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like tell. it's the latter. My, my feeling was that she was just trying to kind of like support Bessie But I I also—I mean—I think one of my uh, initial predictions was that uh, Jen would cross over Mm -hmm. to some Christianity. But i I just don't like. She seems so um, adamant in being an atheist. I don't really see it just being like that easy for her to just
3: right. And then later, she she doubles down on it. Yeah, you know, I may have come around on man, but still, still an atheist. So. I, I do. I agree with you. I think that she was going along with it and, you know, she knew the Lord's prayer because she grew up with that. So like, it, mm-hmm. it sounds natural, com- kind of sounded natural coming out of her, but just, I don't think she actually believes that.
0: Yeah. yeah I. The, the thing that sucks is I feel the way that they're presenting this kind of information is that the way that I, I at least I'm taking it is that this show is saying Christianity is, is the norm, and Jen is rebelling against it, but the, at the end of the day, you know, Christianity is, is the way. Kind of like in the way, like the old, the fable that uh, our parents are conservative and their mm-hmm. kids will be wacky liberals and they're going to be like, hey, once you grow up, you're probably going to be conservative too, just you wait, once you get a taste of the real world. That's like, it seems like it's coming from the same perspective a little I kind bit. of agree mm-hmm. it's like
2: oh well isn't it cute that Jen is an atheist I mean she knows that she that she's at the end of the day she is still knows that God exists um I but I kind of agree with you guys I think that she was just playing along in the moment to either make it a little bit easier or a little bit make it a little bit less uncomfortable um I think that I I kind of agree though that like I feel like we're we continue to bring this up only to make it more impactful when Jen eventually goes to church and is like a believer at the end of the day. And it feels, this scene feels, or sorry, specifically her reciting this prayer feels akin to if she is really like anti-drug and alcohol, suddenly she's just drinking booze at a party. It would be like, wait, but I thought
0: you were not about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, like it's it's not. I mean, okay. For one, uh, uh, as someone who has a shared experience with Jen as a as growing up evangelical and turning away from it, you could not pay me <laughs> to even just like pretend for a day uh because it's just like it's religious trauma it's yeah. trauma it's like like having to do that is, you're just making yourself suffer um but then two it just goes against everything that we know as a character like from a writing standpoint and from what we're supposed to understand of who jen is right it's mm-hmm. like such a stupid stupid i mean like they're trying to pull the rug out from under us what a twist right. i don't know i hate it
3: yeah i feel like it, we could the scene could have been the same without jen like joining yeah. in you know <laughs> Or
2: give us like some indication that Jen is doing this to humor Grams or yeah. Bessie in the moment instead of what she leads when she joins in, she's leading it. Mm-hmm. There's like a little moment where Bessie stops saying the prayer and then who
0: brings the prayer, who leads the next section of the prayer? Jen. Why? Why is this happening? And based on the music and how the scene is mm-hmm. presented to us, it's meant to be such a wonderful, yeah. beautiful mm-hmm. Wholesome. yeah, Gross.
4: Yep. Ah, Ah.
0: Joey's found wallowing in Dawson's backyard and (laughs) Dawson tries to cheer her up thinking that she's just scared over Bessie but in fact Bessie cries of pain remind Joey of her mother's cries of pain during her cancer treatment Joey had wished she would never have to hear those cries again and to that Dawson encourages Joey to be with Bessie just as Joey had been there for her mom when she needed her
2: So are we to believe that Jen's, or sorry, that Joey and Bessie's mom is screaming like,
0: Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) sounds just like mom.
2: So I've, I've gotten home from a long day of chemo and I'm just sitting on the couch and what do I do? I uh, like, how are these, how is this bringing you back to your mom dealing with cancer?
0: Yeah, I wish that she wouldn't have said, like, those cries, like, I think, mm-hmm. doesn't she say, like, very specifically, those yes. cries remind yeah. me? Because it's yeah. like, I wish she would have just said, like, the feeling reminds right. me. Right, exactly, It's yeah. like having to be there where someone is going through something Can hard you. reminds well, me. Well, yeah. see,
2: what we don't know is back in 1998 and before, the way that they treated cancer was actually just slowly removing your skin until they got to the cancer, <laughs> and then they just removed that all without an anesthesia, so. Ouchies. Um, Especially with vampire surgeons, which, of course, is what Mm -hmm. Capeside has. Oh, like in
0: Breaking Dawn Part 1 where they have to (laughs) deliver Bella's baby and the only way to do it is for them to bite through. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not going to lie. This scene almost made me cry. Ooh.
2: Oh, 100% me too. I had chills through this. Yeah, I had chills. Holy shit, there's something wrong with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just like I thought it was a sweet moment between Dawson and Joey where, again, like he is like giving – Some really solid, like, advice and just being a good friend. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was a sweet moment. Wow. Me too.
0: Yeah. I I thought I would bring this up later, but I think it's important to just talk about it now, now that we're talking about, like, being emotionally impacted by Joey's story here. It made me think... Every single time Dawson's on screen, I uh, wish I was dead. Every time Joey's on the screen, I am engaged. I love Joey. She's fun. She's sassy. She's cool. She's interesting. Uh, Even at the lowest lows that we've had with Joey, where she had to pretend to be someone else to be with that uh, Mr. Man who came from out of nowhere. Um, with the antiques, like even that, like it was a stupid story, but even then I'm like, Joey, this is interesting. Like something's happening with this character. What sounds like a better show to you? Joey, uh, is a teen growing up in this small conservative town where everyone's super judgmental. And she's growing up with her sister and her sister's boyfriend and everyone judges them. And like, it's like a coming of age story. That That's one show. The other show is a horny 15 year old boy that loves movies. uh, Gets a girlfriend like that. Those are (laughs) the two shows. uh, And I want to see the Joey show. I could not care less about Dawson. And I think, again, like that's why I loved this episode so much.
3: Yep. And I I loved the line. This is a Dawson line, but it's about Joey. And he said, look, I may not always agree with you, but your reasons are never stupid. And I thought that was great to hear.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of had the opposite uh, experience <laughs> with this scene. As the very first time I watched it, I was like, wow, Dawson actually is giving good advice. And then on my next rewatch, I was like, can I skip this fucking scene? I don't want to see this. And it's kind of like my problem with, with Graham's being the moral beacon in last episode. It's like, I don't want Dawson to be the voice of reason in this moment. I'd much rather that be Jen, who is out there talking, or fuck it, Mrs. Leary.
3: But he's the closest person to, to Joey, so it makes sure. sense that him out there i
2: don't know
0: all i have to say is this Ah! (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) mal you're right i think they like they they wrote themselves into a corner of being like these people are best friends and then they started the show and they're like "Uh oh dawson's yucky but we still (laughs) have to like force him to be a good friend in a way and like i guess like we're seeing that arc of him learning from his mistakes a little bit even if we don't agree with those said mistakes that he's apologizing for we're getting to a point where dawson can now be like I guess it sucks that he's the voice of reason, but um, he is supposed to be that best friend and it's, it's nice that he's giving good advice. True. Also any scene that has Dawson where he's not doing a cute, horny baby voice yeah, or um, doing like, I don't know, movie trivia and applying it to human beings gets a 10 out of 10 in my book. (laughs) Or talking about his parents' sex life. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I feel like last, maybe last episode I kind of mentioned like my hope and feeling was that like, these first five or six episodes were kind of like a prequel right. to the rest of the show where it really takes off. And I do feel like we're at a turning point where it's like, okay, PC is out of this disgusting relationship. Dawson's being like a better friend and mm-hmm. not so annoying. So maybe things will get better for these characters and we'll start to like them a bit more. Maybe. And I don't yeah. know. I feel like it, you know, it could be promising.
3: Have faith.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Should um, we take a moment our to say father, the Lord's prayer? Yeah. Lord
2: yeah, who wants to lead us? Um, <laughs> Hallowed I, be thy name. <laughs> I do want to quickly take a moment here. So now that, well, this baby is about to be born, right? This is now going to be a character arc for Joey. It's not going to just be limited to Bessie and Bodie. Like I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of of Joey babysitting slash raising this baby, and I'm not particularly interested in seeing that mm. for her character arc you know i want to see auntie I wanna joey see, yeah i, I want to see auntie joey being a kid i don't want to see joey being an auntie
1: yeah i i had a moment where i felt excited i was like yeah. joey's gonna be like a cool
3: auntie." oh yeah there's
2: something wrong with me i can re-
3: <laughs> i can relate
4: <laughs> i'm gonna
2: go start a different podcast <laughs> called dawson's <laughs> freak or something and
0: <laughs> just talk about my vampire lore <laughs> I'll be on that podcast too.
1: So this show is what like six seasons? Yeah. So the the we could see the child up until like age 6 maybe. Right. So maybe we'll get a little kid actor.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going to get like 15 different actors yeah. playing this <laughs> child. It's exciting. As Tamara leaves the town hall courtroom, whatever it is, <laughs> Doug tries to apologize on Pacey's behalf for being a dingbat to his surprise. Tamara says Pacey has grown up to be a sweet, sensitive, and intelligent man. Since she's feeling sassy, flirty, and fun, Tamara tells Doug to call her (laughs) Miss Jacobs instead of Tamara.
2: This is a moment where it's, um, where when, when Tamara is telling Doug that uh, you should be aren't you proud of your brother because he's so sweet and sexy and (laughs) hunky and man, he's got a dick the size of a fire hose. Like, um, don't you realize that you are on trial? You're being investigated for a sexual relationship with this child. Should you be calling him sweet and sexy and hunky and hung like a horse? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I had similar thoughts.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
1: Like if Doug was, um, you know, not thinking that actually that all yeah. happened, maybe he might think differently now.
0: Outside the town hall, Tamara pops into her car and drives off as Pacey watches with sadness. Oh, wow. Yeah, this scene. The
3: song.
2: Susanna
0: Hoff, something or other. All I want. All I want. Yeah, like you said earlier, I love that the the town hall courthouse (laughs) or whatever is right next to the school. Yeah, I
2: was really confused because I was pretty convinced that we were in a courthouse, but then we're definitely in the school parking lot. So how?
0: (laughs) How is (laughs) this? That's not the same parking spot that right. we saw Tamara park in at the top of the episode, too. Did she repark <laughs> to get closer to the courthouse?
3: Across yeah, across the street.
1: Yeah. Well, she had to leave and go get changed and meet her lawyer and do then her hair. Oh, that's yeah.
0: right. Well, that doesn't make any sense because teachers I mean, like I guess like in in this show, they show that Tamara has her own house. But I always assumed teachers just lived at the school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That's why they have offices, actually, is so that they can just lock themselves in at the end of the day
0: and and (laughs) go to sleep back at the Leary's Bessie's finally given a final push and pops out a baby grams calms all our fears with the declaration that the gendered baby boy is healthy and perfect
1: so first thing do you think they're ever gonna talk about the circumcision again that was my my first first thought thought.
0: (laughs) jinx jinx
2: one, two, three, well <laughs> that's the name of the
0: next episode, Circumcision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get the oil in here. Uh, um
3: Not yeah, not one mention of it. I guess if Bodhi was there, there yeah, probably would like, have give been. Give me some, some, the fucking yeah. knife. <laughs> I got it, I got this.
2: <laughs> I brought my chef's knife set, so I'm ready. <laughs>
0: Hey, what do you think the prop goop is used to make that, uh, baby
2: fucking strawberry jelly. They just dip that
0: baby in a vat of jelly and they're like, here you go. Definitely
3: not an infant newborn baby. That baby was like five years old. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Huge. Yeah. It looks like raspberry jam and toothpaste.
2: Yeah. I loved how, um, so after the baby is handed the, the little, little fucking slimy alien is handed over to, to Bessie, um, Jen, like you know like cuddles up with with grams and grams kind of like pats her arm their hands are it's like a fucking murder scene it's just like drenched in blood it's like whoa can you get a towel first like do you okay cool that's fine by me do you think bessie is cool with jen like three inches away from her vagina as this baby is getting pushed out like wow look at that thing i can see it. i can see it Bessie, you should see this shit she's like can you get away please while dawson's got the camera like fucking just like come on open your eyes baby
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna use it for his monster movie (laughs) it's gonna reverse that footage and (laughs) yeah now we're getting transgressive i want to see some like art house weird (laughs) movie stuff with that baby being born
1: i was gonna maybe talk about this later but um I feel like it is, I mean, there's been a lot going on in the plot in the last couple episodes, but there has been no mention of Dawson's movie that he's been working on or um, Mr. Cliff or uh, the lady from school. What's her name?
0: Nellie. Nellie, Nellie or yeah. the teacher.
1: Yeah. None of that has. Well,
0: they know? all died in the hurricane. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> right. It was yeah. really tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's kind of refreshing to not have that being a part of the show. For sure. Yeah. Plus, I mean, his movie's bad. Like, I don't want to spend any more time and energy having to think about that stupid movie. Yeah. It's not going to do good at this festival. No. Mm -mm. Casey approaches Tamara, who's kicking back on her porch with a big old (laughs) glass of wine. She tells him that he doesn't need to apologize and thanks him for being a big boy. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Mega mice level up. Uh he asks if their breakup was real. <laughs> she confirms it <him laughs> by saying she's dipping out of Capeside forever. Oh no. Uh, as she wants kids, uh dating a kid doesn't seem reasonable for <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, When Pacey asks for a goodbye smooch, <laughs> 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 uh she hugs him and kisses him on the forehead like a top. <laughs> And watches him go away to the sunset. She so plays but like all of that is just like such like a mommy
2: boy. Yeah. She plants a kiss right on yeah. that unibrow. She's just <laughs> like, I'm gonna miss this fucking caterpillar. Yeah.
0: I thought she was gonna put <laughs> a little helicopter cap on his head <laughs> and give him a lolly. I left.
2: I love oh this gosh. line. I'm gonna play. I capped this audio clip. right really I hope quick. it's the one that mm-hmm. I. I want to have children before it's too late. I mean, I want to be their mother, not their girlfriend <laughs> 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 oh god i mean how incriminating could you get like so you just admitted that you are dating a child yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay you're you're not even pretending at this point
0: point. and also i think <laughs> like maybe at this point in the writer's room they went Y'all, we made a mistake. <laughs> like, we <laughs> need to fix this now because I feel like this has to be the end—the right. end of everything. I mean, she's making it really solidified by being like, "I am moving away, yeah, forever. <laughs> I am breaking up with you. This is it." But did you get the line
3: that where she says, "I hope you enjoy high oh, school"? Oh yeah, let's yes. take a listen. Okay, great, good. I
1: hope you enjoy high school. <laughs>
0: How romantic. Yes,
1: that was the one I was going to mention. Those two were my favorites. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you you think that's insinuating that she wants Pacey to fuck Mr. Gold? (laughs) (laughs) I've got a friend for you. I'd like to set you up with him. (laughs) I might be leaving, but look at all these other teachers. Back at Jen's grandparents' place, Jen tells Grams goodnight. But Grams, (laughs) as a means to connect with her, tells her that because they don't say certain things to each other doesn't mean that they don't feel them. And then the audience swoons. She then asks after their shared experience that day if she still doesn't believe in God. Jen tells her that it made her change her mind, at least on humanity.
2: This is the most waspy exchange that the show could ever have. It's like, I have certain emotions of a positive sort that I do feel for you, (laughs) though I may not articulate them because... It is not good for me to articulate the way I've. It's just like, just fucking say you love her. Good God. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to cage it up.
0: It's all right. Feel something, please. You know it would have been better if Graham's handed her like a gift and she unwraps it and it's a calendar that just says, I love you.
2: <laughs> or a live, laugh, love. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fucking like coffee mug. Now I know these words are inappropriate. At the Bodie Bessie Baby joey house bessie and bodie are canoodling with their newborn joey walks in and bessie hands the baby over to her and they both agree the baby has their mother's eyes and i will not lie i got choked up at that line and it gave me the chills yes. i Ooh.
3: i feel like this is like a kind of a cathartic moment for joey because she's been grieving and and she actually looked happy when hmm. when that line happened i um, totally
2: missed that i thought they were talking oh. about having bessie's eyes i was like no her, mm, oh,
0: okay
3: yeah
2: so I missed that. I have no emotions.
0: <laughs> as soon as Beth Nielsen Chapman's Seven Shades of Blues acoustic noodling started playing and, th- <laughs> and that line of dialogue happened, I got sent. I, got sent. I was Whoa. in a different oh. world. I was like, this is this is wonderful. I take back all of my criticism of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> but then the next scene made me go, nah, never mind. <laughs> <Shut> that was <laughs> awful. <Yeah. laughs>
2: I think I missed that because I was just so confused by why this five-year-old child is <laughs>
4: know, it in healed. their arms.
2: It's like got a oh. full fucking head yeah. of hair. It looks like it can speak. How did this thing just come out of a womb?
0: You know what they should have done? They should have cast uh, Pacey to play the baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anyone
3: have bets on na- na- baby name? What's the baby's name going to be?
0: They're going to name it after Grams.
2: I think they're going to name him um, Van Helsing. <laughs> or Blade. Or Blade. Now that it's half vampire. <laughs> Oh, that would be good. What's their last name again?
3: Uh Potter? Potter,
2: mm. Blade Potter. That's a powerful name.
3: Bessie
0: Bodie and Blade. <laughs> <laughs> or Harry. <laughs> Can you imagine a Big Name Harry Potter? I mean, this is like oh, like fuck, like, I missed that. I
3: wonder what Bodie's last name is.
0: Dumbledore. <laughs> God, can you imagine if you were named Harry Potter like (laughs) one week before the book hit the U.S.? Wow, I really
2: hope that baby is named Harry.
0: Call me Harrison. (laughs) (laughs) Pacey is doing what he does best, walking around on his own in forlorn sadness. He takes a moonlit stroll on the beach, and as he looks up at Tamara's house... She turns out a lamp in her window, darkening the entire residence, as I can only assume allegorically symbolizes the closing chapter of her story. In another splash of poetic drama in this episode, Pacey says to no one, bye, Tammy, turns around and heads (laughs) in the opposite direction that he came from.
3: And it's finally nighttime.
0: It's finally (laughs) nighttime. (laughs) After what I can only assume would take 400, 500 days for all this to transpire, (laughs) it finally becomes nighttime. Oh, and because of cramps, did you notice? No vampires in sight. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why Pacey's allowed to walk around at night. He's safe. Finally. Thanks to Gramps. The last time we saw Pacey before the scene, he was walking away from her house. So did he just do a big loop? <laughs> I think he made it to the boardwalk and he's like, well, me, I mean, I got to get
2: one more look at that house. Just, <laughs> I got to watch her put the light out. He turned around. <laughs>
0: he's, he's like, I left my flip flops at her house. I got to go back. Again.
2: <laughs> Oopsies. A condom fell out of my pocket. I'm going to need that later. And that's where the episode ends. Which makes it feel unresolved in a way, makes me wonder if that is the end of Tamara on this show. Hmm. I do you guys, I wanna, what do you guys think? Are we ever gonna see her again?
3: I don't think so. You'd absolutely think
2: so. not. I you mean, don't it's think it's the so. end of an era. What about you, Stella?
3: Yeah. Um, I'm not
1: gonna say anything. Oh. What? So
2: that's confirmation. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was, my theory is that is she's, she's gonna, gonna show pregnant? up in like season two oh. or she's season pregnant? three. Oh, she's not going
0: gonna to come back I mean, with a kid. How do you know this? Oh, what? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> oh did you Google?
1: I'm not saying anything. You just had to know. I don't know, man. I don't know anything. Interesting. Well,
2: <laughs> shall we uh, wrap this baby up and talk about our ratings? Did you say that because this episode is called baby? <laughs> Let's say I did. Okay. <laughs> God, you're so smart. Did I mention I'm a genius?
0: <laughs> There's further evidence. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I can't remember who went first last time. I'll go first. I'm going to give this episode four out of five babies. (laughs) Um, Like, yeah, it's got a lot of issues. This episode doesn't really make sense in, like, how long all these things take place. But, hey, taking it with a... uh, i'm just I'm just going to take it as it is mm-hmm. uh, face value whatever who cares um, the sun sets six times in this episode i, I don't <laughs> i don 't mind it. Um, the plot beats like I said at the top of the episode, I loved it i even though Tamara sucks, and that whole plot line was absolutely disgusting. I thought that like the narrative arc was satisfying also pacey i've hated him from the very start, <laughs> but um i'm not going to say that what he did was <laughs> noble, but at the same time it's uh, I feel like i'm seeing his arc I'm seeing him change and learn from his mistakes and hopefully this puts him on a trajectory for being the likable character that everyone says that he is when everyone in the world says Pacey's my favorite Dawson's (laughs) Creek character because at this point I thought that they were all insane so yeah I thought this is pretty solid and also there was no Dawson really except for when he filmed that birth so I I really enjoyed this episode
1: um okay Giving it a four and a half out of five uh, because overall, I thought it was a great ep. I liked that the pacey Miss Jacob stuff has come to an end. Um, I liked that the episode made me feel some like genuine emotion. I liked the the uh, lack of Dawson. Yeah, overall,
3: thought it was a great ep. Wow. I will give it a 4.5 as well. Um, similar reasons. <laughs> the pacing was great. Um <laughs> happy that the <laughs> Pacey-Tamara saga is over. And uh, it was nice to see Dawson giving some good advice. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next chapter for Pacey.
2: Wow, well... Um... <sighs> I hate to be a downer, but I'm giving this episode a two out of five. I actually fucking hated this episode for the most part. (laughs) I thought it was absolute garbage. I did not need a religious sermon shoved down my throat. I didn't need uh, most of this episode I really could have done without. I think my favorite part was the stoner in the bathroom making stoner noises. And uh, I think that... um, I hope that I never ever ever have to I think the silver lining on this episode is that I'm hoping I will never see Tamara again. I know you I know we're going to, but I hope we don't um I will say this the other silver lining, maybe it is a crimson lining is that I have gotten so much vampire evidence in the it's it, i think can we all agree it's irrefutable oh, at yeah. this point in time
1: absolutely absolutely, yeah
2: okay. so. On that, I will give it five stakes out of five, but two uh, creeks uh, out of five um, for the actual episode.
0: Yeah. I feel like I, after that, I, I really need to reiterate, I do not like the content of this episode, <laughs> but I like the plot beats. If we were to remove all of the things that make the beats happen, I'm, I am invested in those beats. Everything that's involved in, the religion, the the pedophilia, stuff, eh, not for me. Bad. <laughs> it's all bad, but I, and Joey. I felt Joey. Mm. Yeah. I was touched by Joey's story.
2: I will say my first watch, I actually did really enjoy this episode. It really was on subsequent watches that my rating started to really tank on this one. This one, unlike the other episodes where actually the more I watched it, the more I enjoyed it. This was one of the, this is the first time where I was just like, Actually, it's making it worse for me. I am finding more things that I don't like the more I watch this episode.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think about some of the, like, you know, I remember, like, us really not liking maybe, like, the second and third episode. Um, mm-hmm. I So I feel like the show is, at least for me, like, improving yeah. in some ways. And I kind of wonder, like, you know, how are scale slash ratings will be impact you know totally. like right. our expectations might change and yeah. mm-hmm. who knows the show could be amazing yeah next yeah. season yeah i'm really
2: excited to see where it goes from here because i feel like just like you mentioned in our last scene stella i believe it was that scene we've kind of gotten through all of the shit at this point we've gotten through this pedophilia arc we've gotten all of the characters are now established we're getting a lot more um, forward momentum and it feels like though this episode we did get quite a bit of exposition we're getting less exposition than we have been previously so maybe i'm optimistic that in our next episode and maybe for the remainder of this season we'll actually get f- something fun maybe that's showing us where this show is going to go instead of continually treading over the same ground again mm-hmm. and again and again as it has been for the last six episodes
3: and we're about in the middle of the season yes, i just checked there's
0: Mid season, so or uh, mid season,
3: yeah. That was episode
1: six that we just watched. Those six,
0: yeah. Okay. yeah. And it's just like it's so wild to me that this show is such a uh, a baby to us because it's this show is well loved and well liked by fans and we might not even know what this show is yet right. like mm-hmm. i think of i've mentioned a million times but gilmore girls that season one is so different than the rest totally. of that series where it gets like really great hmm. and so like in retrospect when you watch season one you're like this doesn't even feel like gilmore girls same thing with like star trek the next generation that's X-Files. like one of my favorite yes totally yeah x like-
2: season one sucks nuts season two a little bit better by season four, though, it's kicking ass.
0: Ooh, I don't know if I agree with that statement, but <laughs> we'll
2: you'll have to find uh, our other show, the X Creeks um,
0: and-, <laughs> and find out what we think about X-Files. Uh, yeah, but just in general, like all these shows like start off pretty rocky and then they like really fall into themselves like once they really know what they're doing. And, um, who knows season three Dawson's Creek is probably the greatest season of television in just in general. So maybe
1: I'm really excited. I, um, I don't know if we want to talk about like what the next episode is supposed to be about yet, but, um, I, I think I had like looked, you know, at like the little episode summaries for the next couple. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as I mentioned, like when I was younger, I definitely watched like bits and pieces and i have certain memories and i saw a couple of characters that i'd forgotten about that um i'm excited about and i can't remember like how prevalent they are but i do think they have like a a bigger role than some of the you know like cliff or whatever um Mm -hmm. so i'm excited to see like incorporation of like new characters and like how that's gonna impact
0: the four core
1: peaks.
0: oh so these are new characters that you already know about that yeah, that
3: I have like you know like vague yeah. memories of. Um, so, so I've seen like actors that I like. All, if you look up Dawson's Creek, you see like you know actors listed, and I, there are definitely some faces that I haven't seen yet, but that I think are like more, yeah, in the core group or become part of the group mm-hmm. or or outside the group, but like but they're there for a while. So I'm excited to meet some new people. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, shall we talk about our recommendations? I'll go first since I just went last. Um, My recommendation this week is a mobile game um, for your phone. That's what a mobile device is. I, I, I know it's on iOS. It may be on Android as well. It's called Super Auto Pets. It's incredible. It's really fun. Um, it's free, so everybody can play this. The premise is it's an idle battler. So what that means is uh, basically you have five little pets that are like a snail or a turtle or a camel or a monkey. Each one will have a strength and a health, and they generally will have like a ability or a power that happens. And then so you you build your team on each turn, then you send them to battle. You don't do anything during the battle. They just do their thing and then you get the results. <laughs> and then on the next turn, you can you you spend your money to upgrade your team or buy new pets for your team and replace the old ones. And um, it's incredibly, incredibly addictive. It is the kind of game that is really easy to just kind of like. Play um, in the background, my employer. Don't listen to this, but I am often playing it in Zoom calls um, because it's the perfect thing. You know, I I pay attention to it for about five seconds. I put my phone down. I let a battle happen. Next time I've got a couple seconds, I look at it. I buy a banana or whatever, give it to a pet. You know, feed them an apple. They get stronger, whatever. And then I send them to the next battle, and it's great. So Super Auto Pets, go look it up. It's great. You'll enjoy it. And if you don't, I fucking hate you.
1: I'm looking it up right now and they the animals look super
2: cute yeah it's cute it's got a very specific art style um that is kind of like it's like kind of hand i think i in my mind i think like paper mario style art it's kind of like childish and whimsical um and you can buy little cosmetics with in-game currency so all of my pets wear little party hats (laughs) it is cute i like it
3: I will go next. Um, I'm going to recommend escape rooms. (laughs) Something that we all need to do. We haven't done one in a (laughs) while. Um, But if you enjoy puzzles and adventure, I highly recommend that listeners, wherever you are, go look up escape rooms in your area and go do one. You will not be disappointed. (laughs) If you're in Portland, I recommend Hour to Midnight. They're great. Um, Yeah. And James and I have started looking up looking them up when we travel like if Mm -hmm. we travel somewhere we'll go we'll look up an escape room in the area and it's always fun to to do that if you're looking for something to do so
1: yeah we were watching jeopardy the other night and um one of the contestants like one of his like little facts was that he loves escape rooms and he said that he he predict or guesstimates that he's done maybe like 50
0: whoa whoa that's awesome Who's the last person on earth you would ever want to do an escape room with? Dawson.
2: <laughs> Gramps. Well, Gramps. Gramps. Yeah, actually. She'd just be like, well, why don't we pray? <laughs> That'll help Jennifer? us solve the puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't look at this one. It's the not solution Jesus. is a
3: prayer.
0: <laughs> yeah. That would be so infuriating because she would only rely on prayer and then the you know the escape room would end. And then she'd be like, well, it wasn't a part of God's plan.
4: <laughs>
1: I'll go. Um, I am going to recommend an uh, artist, musician, French 79. Went and saw him live last night. Uh, it's like electronic dance music. Um, he is from France, and um, he. this was my first time seeing him. Um, I've liked his music for a little bit, and it was super fun. Um he has a, at least a couple albums um but yeah definitely recommend super like it can be really chill, really fun. Take a listen. Mm,
2: I like that. Do you have a favorite album or song of theirs?
1: Oh man. Um I think my favorite song is probably Hold On. Um Is it a good Charlotte cover? <laughs> <laughs> um I think probably Joshua is my, my favorite album. Um, yeah.
0: Awesome. Is that his name? No, his name is Simon. Who's Joshua. Great question. Uh, two recommendations. Uh, first starts with a preamble. So, uh, just as it was Bessie's choice to carry her pregnancy to term, it should be the right for all people capable of pregnancy to make that choice for themselves. As of this recording, the news leaked about the Supreme Court wishing to overturn Roe v.ersus Wade. We urge people to do everything in their power to fight this within their limits of their personal capabilities, be that protesting, voting, or donating to pro-choice organizations. Abortion is a human right, and it must remain federally protected. For those in states that have trigger laws criminalizing abortion, that will go in effect if Roe is overturned. The time to organize is now. If you're looking to donate, please look into the National Abortion Rights Action League the National Network of Abortion Funds, the Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project, Indigenous Women Rising, National Abortion Federation, or the local pro-choice nonprofit for you. Please do that. Uh, Question.
1: Did you um, plan to recommend this with the episode title being Baby?
0: No. (laughs) You know, uh, life happens and coincidences happen and... Just thought that would be a good opportune time. And who knows what the world will be like when this episode is even released. So, who knows? My other one's a lighter one. Uh, Paramount Plus just premiered uh, the new Star Trek series, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It takes place ten years before the original series. It follows Captain Pike, Una, a young Ahura, and Spock, plus a new crew. And unlike the newer Star Trek shows, uh, this one is episodic like the original 60s series and the 80s and 90s series. So it really feels like those shows, whereas like the new ones are more serialized and telling a longer story. Mm -hmm. This is an adventure every week and it really does feel like a mix of Star Trek, the original series, and the next generation. And every Thursday I am so excited for new episodes to premiere. I feel like a little kid again. It has been great
1: cool you should see the smile on his face (laughs) when he watches
2: i bet it's really similar to the smile that he has on his face when he's talking about dawson's creek (laughs) (laughs) his other favorite thing to do it's much better than dawson's creek (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, next week we are going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 7, Detention. The brewing conflicts among Dawson and his friends erupt during their detention. What a teaser of an episode ty- a description that is. I can't wait to find out more. Who do you think, what, what do you think is going to be the thing that causes them all to get in
0: detention, you guys?
3: Some sort of a fight, I think. If all four but of them are know. in
0: detention, yeah, it seems like yeah. they'd have to be okay, here, here's what my, my prediction, uh, please, I don't want to put money on it, but what I think is going to happen is Dawson and Cliff are going to get in an argument Ooh. over Helmets of Glory. Ooh, and, it's been a while. And, oh, yeah. you know, it's been a while. Uh, then everyone <laughs> is going to start fighting each other over it and uh, the gang has to go to detention. Oh. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, yeah.
1: I wonder if, if Pacey's detention will be like punishment for him, like quote unquote, starting the rumors.
3: I thought about that as well. But I wonder well,
0: why would everyone I feel else like it might be
3: different. I, yeah. Or maybe, maybe that's part of yeah. whatever happens.
2: And actually it's funny that you mentioned uh, breakfast club because I believe that's the alternate mm-hmm. title for yes. this episode, which yes. is hmm. fitting. Um, but yeah. Any final thoughts before we go for the, the week? oh here we go okay whoopsies all right i'm gonna go ahead and fix that one in post all right thank you all so much for listening uh, if you enjoyed the episode please go ahead and subscribe to our show and join us as we continue to set sail through dawson's creek one episode at a time if you want more creeks content please find us online at freaks and creeks pod and feel free to get in touch with us at freaksandcreeks@gmail.com. at gmail.com see you next time on freaks and creeks Can I film this bird?
4: <laughs> it... <laughs>